Welcome to the Making Artists podcast, where artists learn how to stop starving, struggling, and aspiring, and instead, start making. You don't need a fine arts degree, a trust fund, or a more supportive family to be a successful artist. You just need to let your creativity lead you all the way to the top. I am fellow artist and professional certified coach, Nancy Sun, and I teach artists just like you how to make art, money, and an impact without giving up or burning out. Listen to learn how. Hey artists, how are y'all doing? If you're a subscribed listener to this podcast and listen to each episode as it drops, I want to wish you happy holidays. In the US, we just celebrated American Thanksgiving and Indigenous Peoples Day and all the subsequent holiday sales that come after, even though this year it felt like all the Black Friday sales happened before. Nonetheless, happy holidays. We are dashing so fast towards the new year. 2024. I tend to spend December reflecting on how the previous year has gone. The good, the bad, the ugly. I meditate on what I could have done differently or better. And I start to get in tune with what my soul's cravings and desires are for the upcoming season. And I brainstorm what I can do today to start fulfilling these cravings and desires. I already know, for instance, that I want to write more and differently next year. I want to serve, support, and coach more creative humans. I want to experience greater freedom with my acting. I want to continue enjoying and deepening my enjoyment of my family, and also of being me and simply being alive. Now, you might have noticed that as I continued talking that these goals might have gotten increasingly vague and woo. So yes, I am currently figuring out exactly what this all means for my wishes, intentions, etc. for 2024. But more importantly, I am figuring out what I need in order to make these things happen. And that includes finding the people who can support these dreams, whether that be peers, colleagues, mentors, teachers, and yes, even coaches. If you are like me and already drafting your goals for next year, and you wanna set yourself up for creative success, like having a consistent writing practice or finishing a work in progress, landing representation, getting published, financing the next stage of your project, or even just maximizing your side hustle so that you have more time, energy, and money for your creative practice, you might want to consider coaching together. If you're already tired of wasting too much money the next two months on new planners and new self-help books, no shade, that used to be me, and not seeing the shift you want in your life, let's make a different investment. 
Right now, if you visit www.makingartistspodcast.com, you can book a 45-minute consult with me and experience what coaching together is like. No strings attached. In this conversation, I will celebrate your soupy, I keep on saying soupy, your super yummy artist's dream. And I'll listen for the conscious and subconscious reasons why it hasn't happened yet. Then I will share a plan that you can execute to remove those blocks. You get to decide whether or not you want to execute the plan at all on your own or with me, a professional certified coach and fellow creative in your corner. Now, this is only the second time in over a year I've opened up my coaching practice to new clients. And I'm sharing this opportunity with you, the Making Artists podcast listeners, to make sure you don't miss out. Real talk, these spots are already going so fast. So visit makingartistspodcast.com. That's artists, plural, with an S, dot com. Link also available in the show notes. This episode is in fact inspired by what I see happen in a lot of my initial consults with artists. And this episode is called Fuck Your Why. I hope you humor me with that and enjoy that I had fun coming up with a spicy title. It was inspired by many of my first coaching conversations with clients because so many come to me needing clarity to get clear. And I am so humored by this request because when I hear it, I think, me too. I need clarity too on what you need clarity on. And usually what they need clarity on is their life purpose, their Hawaii. Now, these artists are usually very clear and very specific about what they want, the kind of family or relationship, what ideal places they want to live are, if they want any pets, how many, what kind, and what kind of work they want to do in late stage capitalism. And if they come to me, it's usually for creative work. So they know whether or not they want to own a graphic design business and how they want it to be run. Uh, They are freelance journalists, copywriters, ghost writers. They are performers, screenwriters, directors, filmmakers who don't want to aspire, but in fact, to do these things full time. I even have some clients who might not identify as an artist, but they want to do something artistic, like write a book, in part to establish authority or expertise in their chosen field of business. Now, these artists might have even taken steps towards this dream, whether it's making a plan, doing morning pages, writing just one email, etc. But what happens is at some point, they suddenly find themselves not doing the things, not being the person on the way to making their dream their life. And when that happens, they ask themselves why? And they think it's because they don't have a why 
or it's not the right why because if it was the right why it would be inspiring enough they would be doing all the things and getting all the gold stars so that's why lol they're stuck they fantasize that if and when the right why is discovered they'll suddenly know how to make their dream happen they'll get a complete whole perfect thought download from the universe they'll do all the steps frequently enough with the right people and that their life would already just be happily ever after roll credits so they book a consult with me hoping that they'll figure out the right why in 45 minutes or less so that the rest of their life can simply begin. Now, what they are doing by indulging in this fantasy of how whys work is they actually are spending all of their time window shopping for the right why, playing Goldilocks with all the whys. They are saying this one's too hot, this one's too cold, this one's too big, this one's too small. And they're putting all of their thought, energy, attention, focuses, and resources on the right reason without even questioning if this is the right way. Is it true that all you need is the right why to make your dreams happen? Is that really the only distinguishing factor that has your role models, your possibility models, the people who are successful be successful and those who are not, not? And if you are feeling particularly dragged by having this fantasy that if you just had the right why, your dream would fall into place, I want you to know you're not alone. As a coach, I understand why people are fixated on the why. There has been such a huge discourse in the self-help space about the importance of your why. It was made popular by Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, and he even has a class that you can take where you draft your why statement. And he's not the first person to talk about the value of why. In the 1800s, Nietzsche said, they who have a why to live for can bear almost any how. He said he, but I'm making it gender inclusive for the 21st century. So I want to normalize that why statements can be important. In fact, you know, artists I work with apply for grants, fellowships, and residencies. And often those applications include an artist statement, aka your why. In fact, I even have an exercise that we can do when you're my client to discover and uncover your why. But I have found that fixating on the right why only gets my clients so far because the problem actually isn't in their why, but in their inability to accept trust and commit themselves to it. I want you to consider, could that be what you're missing? 
Hey artist, love what you're hearing here, but somehow just not able to do it on your own? You don't have to. I'm not just the host of the Making Artists podcast. I'm also a professional certified coach. And great news, I am currently taking on new one-on-one clients just like you. Sign up for a free first consult with me. In 45 minutes, we'll figure out what tweaks you need to make to experience creative success. Visit www.makingartistspodcast.com. That's makingartists, plural, with an S, podcast.com to book. Link also available in the show notes. And now, back to the episode. Are you unable to accept, trust, and commit to the why that you already have? Any of the artists listening who are actors or who have taken an acting class, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. You have either been the actor or seen an actor who, after performing a scene, has had the teacher ask, what does your character want? Why does your character want it? And when you give the right answer to both of those questions, sometimes your teacher will say, no, I didn't see that on stage at all. And that's because you didn't commit. You didn't behave the way a character with that why would behave. You didn't use the strategies a character with that why would have. You didn't use the tactics a character with that why would have. And then you didn't embody those particular decisions, strategies, and tactics fully on stage. And usually this happens because the actor in their acting brain might be insecure about whether or not they chose the right why. Does that sound familiar? and it has nothing to do with what the actual why is at all. So ultimately, the solution that a lot of humans are actually looking for isn't the right why, but is becoming the person who can commit to any why so that they can commit to this one. This is often the work that I do with my clients because commitment takes time. Commitment happens over time. And I lead or coach by example. I am choosing to spend time with you in a long-term container because I'm committed to your success. I often joke that if coaching with me for five minutes would get you everything you wanted, which kind of reminds me of being a genie, then all I would do is spend five minutes with each creative human, charge a crap ton of money, and then I wouldn't have to ever see them again. But that's not what I do because that's not what your dream requires. Your dream requires learning how to be and stay committed even when. That's the full sentence even when, fill in any blank. Even when things are going your way, do you know 
how to be happy, enjoy it, embrace it without feeling like you jinxed it. Even when you're bored and frustrated because you have gained no traction and you feel like you are just wishing into the void. Even when you get your first, second, third, 1,000th rejection and are wondering, is this even worth it? Am I supposed to be here? Etc. Etc. What most humans need to achieve their goal is learning how to be committed to it even when. How to be committed to it unconditionally. Regardless of the circumstances and consequences that result from any action they take in between. And that includes the thought that they must have the wrong why. They must have the wrong reason for signing up for this whole kakamimi scheme. When things are not turning out exactly as they envisioned it in this particular moment. That said, this is not the only tweak that I recommend for people who come with a why problem. Often, the why problem can also be code for willpower. If you find yourself saying, if I just had the right why, I would do it, you can often replace why with, if I just had the willpower, I would do it. If I was just motivated enough, I would do it, aka motivated by the right why. If I was just inspired enough, I would do it. And we know through psychological studies that we're headed into very dangerous territory when we are relying simply on our conscious willpower to get something done. So another skill that I teach artists is what can we do so that you don't have to rely on your conscious willpower in order to take action in the direction of your dreams. How can we habituate these actions? How could we systematize these actions? How can we take away the friction from these actions? How can we put these actions in your environment? How can we make these actions easy? How can we make these actions a no-brainer in the way that so many of the things you do day in, day out are complete, easy, friction-free no-brainers. Look, I'll be honest. I don't want to be a coffee drinker. I really don't. Uh, Coffee stains my teeth. Coffee takes my money. I drink decaf, so I'm not even getting like a caffeinated boost from drinking coffee. But what are the reasons why I do it anyway? It's because coffee is in my environment. I have friends, family, a partner who drinks coffee. There is coffee in my neighborhood. There is probably a one coffee shop per block density where I live. I am already in the habit of getting coffee. So buying coffee 
drinking coffee is incredibly easy, friction-free in my neighborhood and currently like systematized and ritualized in my life. I don't drink coffee because I have a very strong why and because I identify as a coffee drinker. No, there are other reasons that keep me drinking coffee. This might not be a great example because I think a lot of people might have noise around this particular habit that I've cultivated and might have their own thoughts, feelings, etc. around coffee, but I'm using it as an example of something that I do regularly that I don't do from a place of why and willpower and motivation and inspiration to disrupt the idea that people only take action from that place and to encourage you to take the pressure off your dream from needing those motivation, inspiration, willpower, reason, why requirements. This is something that I troubleshoot with my clients. On top of supporting them, stepping into their identity as a committed person, I also work with them on creating the environment of a committed person, creating the habits and creating the systems to make being committed as easy as possible. If you read my newsletter, you know that I'm currently working with a client who is a creative human, voiceover artist, filmmaker, amazing human being. And since I support my artists in all areas of their life, we're currently troubleshooting how they can maintain their commitment to their health, specifically through fitness. But I've also done this with clients, for instance, who want to maintain a consistent writing practice sufficient to getting their novel completed or their book proposal completed. With painters, visual and fine artists who want to complete their collections and perhaps even more audaciously helping all of these creative humans push their creations out of the nest and into other people's field of vision. A lot of these why existential crises bubble up to the surface as soon as we involve other people into the picture often because artists feel like they have to justify why other people should be spending their time, their focus, their energy, and even their money on your art the way that you do. So this why kind of comes from a defensive posture as opposed to an authentic curiosity and inquiry in themselves. So that might be something for you to check out too. And the last thing I work with artists on when it comes to why is actually in accepting and allowing their own humanity, their own emotional experience. And that can include sometimes being disconnected and not a 12 out of 10 about your dream. I will use being in a relationship with my husband 
as an example, I am committed to my husband. I am committed to staying married. But that doesn't mean that I am a 12 out of 10 every day amped doing things proactively, consciously to maintain and grow the relationship, especially since we have a toddler. There are even some days when I may not particularly like my husband, like when he loads the dishwasher the wrong way. But I allow my day-to-day liking of him to wax and wane and trust that it has nothing to do with my commitment to him and to this marriage or my love for him and our life together. I don't make it a problem. Can you be the same way with your creative practice? Can you be the same way with your creative business? Can you allow yourself to have the full spectrum of human emotions in your creative process, in your dream building process, without making it mean that there's something wrong with you, wrong with your why, wrong with your dream? It could literally be as simple as sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. I'm reminded of this amazing visual artist that I supported that had the opportunity to travel and go on vacation. And what we discovered she actually needed coaching on was the belief that she could go on vacation and not make art while she was on vacation and that she could still be an artist. I think to her, a consistent creative practice was something relatively new and unfamiliar. And there was a fear that if she broke the chain, then she would not be able to get back on the horse. I'm mixing metaphors, but I think you know what I mean. And the coaching that I actually gave her was Maybe it's okay to allow yourself to go on vacation. Doctors go on vacations and they come back and they're still doctors. Lawyers go on vacation and they come back and they're still lawyers. You do not have to be doing your artistic skill 24-7 in order to be still be considered an artist. And this really resonated for her because I think in truth, we realized that she didn't have a natural intuitive compulsion to create while she was away, that it was only coming from a place of anxiety that she wouldn't do it when she returned, which I assured was could have been something we addressed if it arose as a problem when she returned. But you don't have to be 12 out of 10 compelled by your reasons to do something, by your why, on vacation. You might, you're allowed to have different seasons as a human being. And this might actually allow you to not burn out on your dream. So I hope this particular episode 
allowed you to unsubscribe from the cult of why, as why being the only reason for your success and failure or how right your why is specifically for you, that maybe the problem is simply cultivating you to be a person who can be committed to a why. Perhaps creating systems, environments, habits that can support you regardless of your why because we have plenty of things that we do that don't align with our why. What can we learn from those things? And to normalize that sometimes, yeah, it's human to be a little disconnected and to normalize that as part of our experience and long-term relationship with something. And if you need any help, any support, or any accountability through any season of this journey so that you can actually see it through without giving up or burning out, you know where to find me. And until then, keep making art. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Making Artists podcast. Are you ready to start making your best art, money, and life right now? Good news. You can coach with me to make it all happen. Book your free consult at www.makingartistspodcast.com. That's makingartists, plural with an S, dot com. Link available in the show notes. Or just keep in touch via Instagram and TikTok at the Nancy Sun. Or subscribe to my newsletter, link also available in the show notes. Want to help more artists find this podcast? Subscribe, rate, and review Making Artists wherever you listen to this episode. Or forward this to an art friend you think really needs to hear this. Until next time, keep making your art.